You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get it in your car, to your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. We'll have a new segment dropping on that site sometime this weekend. Uh, Ulysses, we actually have some baseball news, some news to discuss with the Tampa Bay Rays and other teams around the MLB, the the tender season, or as I like to call the chicken tender season, has come mm-hmm. and gone, and the Rays elected to tender all seven of their arbitration-eligible players, including Jose Alvarado, Yanni Chirinos, G-Man Choi, Tyler Glasnow, Manny Margot, Joey Wendell, and Ryan Yarbrough. Also, a little another note, uh, regarding the moves that the uh, the Rays made was uh, they did create some flexibility on their 40-man roster as they non-tendered a pre-arbitration player in uh, reliever Edgar Garcia. So that opens up a spot on the 40-man. They now have 39 players on the 40-man. So probably some more uh, shifting and things of that nature set to happen. But on the whole, Ulysses, uh, what did you make of this news and the maneuvers? Any any big surprises here on on your end and your perspective? Well, do you hear that? Can you can you hear that sound? It's the sound of a of a crock pot just boiling up, just little by little. There you yep. go. That's it. That's the crock pot. Look, no, not a lot of surprises. I, I think these seven players uh, were expected to to be tendered i think if we wanted to be controversial we would have said jiman Choi might not right. be tendered a contract but um really that wasn't ever the plan i think the the plan is try to get some value uh back for jiman Choi, right because it's not like he he hasn't been successful in the role that he's been put in so with and with that platform of going to the 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 postseason back in back to back years. It's not like people don't know who Jiman Choi is right. anymore. Like the, it was the case when he came over in the Brad Miller trade. Uh, so no, I think there are no surprises. But I wanted to get Zach's viewpoint on this. Uh, he wrote us. He said the fact that they Zach who Let, let's give some credit to Zach here. Zach Dab. Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Yes, he uh, he said the fact that they've tendered Choi has some interesting implications. Number one, we could see them be willing to spend more than we think, given that Choi will be uh, receiving a decent amount, and uh, that could be used on the pitching. Number two, Nate Lowe could be a piece they're looking to move in a deal at some point. You'd have to think he'd be an attractive asset, though I would prefer to keep him. Well, Zach, first of all, thank you for reaching out to us. Number two, uh I would just, I would, I would trade the names in that. I would keep Nate Lowe and I would trade Jiman Choi. Yeah. 
that might not uh, be a possibility though, because teams in a trade, if you're trying to offload salary and such and teams, as they've shown in a record number of non tenders, even if you have a, a skill, a couple of skills, they still do not want to pay you. So maybe it's trading Nate Lowe. Maybe it's trading a Mike Frost. So maybe it's trading a guy who plays first. And then it's like, all right, well, we got to stick with G man Choi. I think the other thing too, with that is, and I don't know if this is controversial or at all, like G man Choi, he gets great commendations, how he's a great clubhouse guy. And um, fun loving. I mean, he's a fan favorite that all speaks for himself. His Instagram is legendary. His personality yes. is legendary, but you probably have teams that are thinking we're going to go through all this work and then we've got to get a translator and we got to find, we, we got to really acclimate him to the clubhouse. There's a lot of, a lot of work I think that is involved with that and stuff that on the international side and, and getting him settled in to, if he was traded to a new market that maybe some of those teams don't want to do all of that legwork. And they'd rather say, no, you know, uh, well, we'll take Nate Lowe instead. And we'll, we'll maybe give you a little bit of a better offer or something like that. That's maybe. one thing. The other, yeah. Maybe I, I, I like the fact that you're, 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 you're looking outside the edges and, and, and seeing how that would it, be, look, uh, We have to look at it from the perspective of just because we think we can like, Oh, uh, we can just move Nate, Nate low up. It, it, it might not be that easy to move G-Man Choi, despite he might only be making one point six to two point one million dollars, according to MLB trade rumors. Like it's it's so much more complicated. That's chump change for other teams, though. Yes, that's chump change. Uh, give him to New York. Like uh, that. That's not even an issue here. I, I just think a guy like Nate Low deserves this. You know point in time to be a starter or at least a platoon guy in, in the major leagues and the Rays have blocked him enough times. Right. I think Nate Lowe needs to be in a major league roster, needs to be getting major league at bats. And I would prefer that as a race fan for that to happen yes. with the Rays. Now I understand uh, Nate Lowe could be moved, uh, but I would rather move Jiman Choi. Now you're, you're right. It would be more difficult to move Choi than, than Nate money the translator all of that sure fine age that it that like for uh, example like if you're trying to offload a kevin kiermeyer or something like that teams might want to say okay we don't really want to take on the money so you need to spice this package up a little bit instead of giving up a guy that you were maybe considering non-tendering look from the standpoint i i think that yeah we had talked in the last couple weeks about g-man Choi and whether he would be tendered or non-tendered and we were thinking because there is a glut at first base ish that uh, he was a, a candidate to, to, to not get tendered there. But on the other side of it, it, for all these guys, it's really not a lot of money. And it just, it creates flexibility in the fact no. that now you can go out and make moves. Like there's nothing that says you, you just because you've tendered this guy doesn't mean you can't trade him a couple days right. from now. A la Tommy right. fam. I mean, it's almost a year. I think it is exactly a year to the day that Tommy fam was traded last year so this is i look I, i'm willing to put a hot take on it and say the rays make a trade this week and maybe it doesn't happen so soon but this <laughs> at least knows much. that yes i know <laughs> i know but it's good to see them that and it'd be one thing if, if some of these guys were in their third year of arbitration and right. some guy was set to make you know if you're like uh Choi was expected to make four or five or six million dollars and you'd say no not gonna do that but with these guys it's pretty reasonable numbers. I think the most would be Tyler glass now who could make possibly upwards to $5.1 million, which 
I mean, for him is really good value. You know, the, the, the thing I guess also that su- not surprises me, but is something interesting going forward as we talk about trading some of the contracts off the books is if Manny Margot gets somewhere between 2.8 to $3.6 million, you add that to what KK is making. Somebody's got to go. Some it's one of the very expensive those, an outfielder has to go field. Yes. <laughs> very expensive exactly. one position, but at least for the Rays, isn't it? So no, I think right. obviously moves are, are, are bound to happen. Uh, if it's Troy, if it's, if it's KK, if it's somebody in the rotation, like we've said in Blake Snell, but uh, I do like the fact that you're tendering these guys' contracts. Because even yes. if a guy like Jimon Choi, where we would have said, hey, you know, uh, do not tender him, or that would be the, the, the pick, uh, y- you can always do that later on. You can always DFA, and I believe, you can check me on this, people, but Eve, if, if, if they don't carry them through spring training, the team is only uh, uh, liable to pay one-sixth of their salary right? If, if they don't keep them through, through uh, spring training. So a sixth of what is going to uh, G-Man Choi going to make $2 million, The Rays can't do that. Even the Rays could do a sixth of $2 million. So right. I, still, I do not expect G-Man Choi to be wearing Rays colors. I, I think Nate Lowe is the way to go. And I, and I really hope that they go that way. Yeah. And you are correct on that. These contracts are non-guaranteed. So a couple weeks before, the season and before opening day, you can DFA those guys and not have to pay them a big sum. So, you know, the other thing too, that I did like from this was the fact that they stepped up and at least showing or, or seemingly going to pay Yanni Chirinos and not dip him off because of the injury and that he's probably going to miss all of 2021 because that is the Rays have done that. And the Rays aren't the only team to do that, but to get nope. rid of a guy a guy gets injured and it's like, uh, we do not want to deal with this anymore. Even, even a guy with upside and potential like Yanni Torinos, but I think they see the value in, even if we have to wait a year to get something back from him, then that might be the, the way to go with that. Remember they did that with Alex Cobb too, guys. So uh, it's, it's, they've cut people mid surgery or rehab. Uh, that, that has happened. So it's a, it's a cold take, but they've also, kind of seen people go through this like Alex yeah. Cobb. I think Alex missed almost two seasons uh, uh, through arbitration. It was crazy. Um, yeah. But I'm glad they, they stepped up. You're right. Uh, yeah. And um, I think with these players, though, it's very it's very funny because Margot, Joey Wendell, G-Man Choi, uh, Ryan Yarbrough, Torinos, Alvarado, in, in, they're kind of not French players, but they're – they're never the the highlight of right. uh, uh, of the, the this meat sandwich, you know. They're, they're kind of the condiments, uh, and so I'm glad that they're not taking the condiments for granted. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tyler Glass now, okay, headliner, but right. even then, I mean, could you say that all of those guys, maybe without the, ex- the exception of Alvarado Chirinos, they kind of did better than than Glass now because of the expectations right. there? I mean, yeah, I, I somebody think part of young. <laughs> and doesn't right. really come 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 up. Uh, it's kind of disappointing. I, I think part of it is they're known quantities, and you know what you're going to get from Wendell Yarbrough. And instead of okay, maybe we can save a couple bucks by going out in free agency or, or signing a guy to a minor league deal or calling up the neck, calling up Taylor Walls, for example. Like 
Joey Wendell, you're set. He's a good major league player. You know what value he provides, and it, quite frankly, expands beyond what he's going to make or is expected to make uh, with the tendered contract there. Uh, throughout baseball, I believe a total of 59 players were non-tendered, which I think is a record number. And a couple of things we learned, uh, you can be good, you can be a solid player, but if there's uh, if you have some kind of flaw Teams do not want to pay you this offseason, and we've seen it in the past, uh, sort of like the Rays have shown previously with uh, C.J. Crone, Corey Dickerson, and such. And the other thing, too, is with the uncertainty surrounding the Universal DH in the National League, that has hurt guys like Kyle Schwarber, uh, Adam Duvall, to name a few. So like there, there's some notable names that were non-tendered. Uh, Can Archie Bradley, Eddie Rosario, Mike Alfranco. Hunter Alberto had a 300 hitter. That's ridiculous. Uh, can can Kyle Schwarber catch or Hanser Alberto? Can they catch? Can we teach him real quick? That'd hey, nice. Kirk Casale was non tendered. Oh, get that. Tony Tony here. Walters. Does that interest oh you? God. No. You know who else uh, was go- non tendered? Your boys, <laughs> Daniel Robertson <laughs> and Jose Martinez. Ryan Stanek also non tendered. Really, Ryan? Oh, that, that's yeah. a shame. Um, look, hopefully they all find jobs. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's what you wish for. Look, I'm going to go back to you said Taylor Walls is the next man up. I'm calling it. Taylor Walls is the next night low. He's going to suffer. He's going to suffer that, that shuttle yeah. bus, maybe starting this year. But, uh, you know, if you don't and get rid of Wendell, if you don't get rid of, of, of Brasso, Walls is as stuck in this La La Land with Nate Lowe, and Nate Lowe's like, "Hey, first time here, yeah, right." It kind of sucks, uh, but you get used to it. And I think that's going to be a thing where whether it's Walls or it's a guy already on the major league roster, uh, guys are going to get traded. Guys are going to get moved because there is a glut. There is a big yep. glut, especially at the middle infield spots. I mean, there's even talk out there about, "Hey, what?" what can be gotten for Vidal Brujan. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to just a byproduct of Brandon Lau and in the future, Wander Franco, that, that, that middle infield is going to be blocked up for years to come. You would expect. So you, you, I I don't think you're necessarily wrong on that about Taylor walls. And uh, I think he could be a help to another team out there uh, somewhere down the line. I, I did. Somebody asked me this yesterday about, you know, I guess the big name, the really big name out there, of course, is Kyle Schwarber. And uh, this inevitably it goes to well with the Rays sign Kyle Schwarber. And to that, I say, um, A, the the Rays have bigger fish to fry and finding a catcher and some pitching help. B, um, if they DFA'd Hunter Renfro uh, and they've got Yoshi Satsugo on the roster, why do you need a a guy who who's going to hit under the Mendoza line and, and gives you power and, and won't play any defense for you. Like it, it because you t- give him a gear. Give him the catching gear. I'm telling you, teach him how to catch you, you. You can do something with Kyle there, but yeah, I agree. If he doesn't do that, I, then- I can tell you what, if he, if you put the catching gear on Kyle Schwarber again, he will hit worse than Mike Zanino. I will guarantee that that will wear him <laughs> down faster. Look, he's, he's basically a DH and he still couldn't hit this past year. So it's some interesting like analytics on his ground ball rates and and things like that. Like he is not even, he's going to have a quick uh, downhill, I think sort of like Chris Davis where it's just, yeah, going to have a straight drop. So um, look, yeah, that I I don't think 
If the Rays were so quick to off Hunter Renfro, they're not bringing in Schwarber for a couple million bucks. They're don't just bring strikeout guys. 25% yeah. strikeout rate and up. Nope. 24, don't. 23, ugh, what can you give us? You know, it's it, that's the point where we're at right now because the strikeouts <laughs> compilers in the whole lineup and the whole roster is just getting to be a little bit frustrating. Yes, it is. Uh, we're going to have to do a prop bet on strikeouts and who's going to lead the team in strikeouts. <laughs> That's going to be a fun thing for a future show. My money might be on Willie Adamas. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Just a, a little clear favorite. My research there. Okay, coming up next, we've got baseball trivia. But first, we've got to tell you about the greatest protein bar on the planet, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar, they've got so many flavors. They've got 20-plus different flavors, including several new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That, of course, goes along with so many of the original flavors like banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel. The list goes on and on. Um, I can tell you that all the Built Bars are the same in that they're soft and easy to chew, and they're 100% covered and chocolate. Uh, so those are two things you don't find often with uh, protein bars. They're also low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. The coconut almond, just to, to pick a, a protein bar out and give you some of the statistics, uh, the nutrition facts, if you will, these are anti-Kyle Schwarber numbers. Got 18 mm -hmm. grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. Uh, I don't know what more else I need to tell you all about Built Bar, but I implore you all to try some, uh, get some. They're delicious. They, it, it almost feels like you're cheating on a meal, but you're not because like, if, if you were to Ulysses unwrap a Built Bar and then give me a candy bar and unwrap that, I, I might not be able to tell the difference between, wait, is this the candy bar or is this the protein bar? Like that, that is a sign that you've got a great protein bar in your hands. The only difference is what it can provide for you. And it can only provide uh, good things because it's a built bar and it tastes delicious. So go out and get some. Where? Yes. Where can you get some if you want some built bars? You can go to builtbar.com and use, uh, you can use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. And that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use that promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, Ulysses, we are back. And for those of you wondering about the Ramblin' Rays segment, we plan to uh, have somebody on uh, next Friday. Um, and if you, if you are interested in being a part of that and you want to be a guest on the show, just shoot us an email, lockedonrays at gmail.com for details on that. But we figured... We had done so many player reviews this week that we kind of needed to move off that. And of course, we had the the tender, non-tender uh, deadline breaking. So we had to discuss that. So taking a little break with the Ramblin' Race segment, but should have that back next week. Um, Ulysses, in the meantime, I'm going to give you some trivia. And this is a pretty easy one. And it ties in with a theme that is going to continue through the offseason and has been a, a running theme for a while. And that is a trivia question about catchers, believe it or not. Lots of discussion about catchers in the Rays right now. And my question okay. for you is very simple. Uh, three catchers 
hit at least 10 home runs during the 2020 season. I want you to name me those three catchers or as many as you can get. Who hit how many home runs? At least 10, 10 or more during the 2020 pandemic shortened and delayed season. Salvador Perez. You would be correct. He also had uh, double digits and doubles. With, I, I think he actually led all catchers with extra base hits. He was legit well. the best offensive catcher uh, in baseball. Yeah. For like also, 10 million. For 10 million. Get this guy. For God's sakes. Okay, whatever. Um, so Salvador. Just do a trade. Would you do a, would you do a swap of Salvador Perez for Blake Snell straight up? Nothing else? No. No. Okay. Right. It's too well, much value you, on one side. You keep talking about Salvador year. Perez and wanting Salvador Perez. Okay. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll trade Yoshi Sutsugo and Jiman Choi and Joey Wendell for Salvador Perez. Yeah. Uh, declined. No. <laughs> Dayton Moore is saying no. So, yeah. No. You're it's like the, 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 the fantasy too- football guy that sends the crappy trade offer <laughs> that you the, the second you see it, decline. <laughs> Nope, hey, not interested. the waters. You got to test the waters. You can't offer 20 when the other person is willing to take 12. You're testing the opposing general manager's idiocy. That's what you're yes. doing. Yes. Okay. There is enough uh, in the world to go around. Okay. Um, Salvador Perez. Uh, let's. Okay. JT Realmuda. You would be correct. He also had 11 home runs. Salvador Perez and JT Realmuda had 11. There's one more guy on this list. Travis Darno. Uh, no, he was very close. He had eight or nine, but not ten. Okay, strike one. Strike um, one. James McCann. Strike two. Do you want a hint? Oh, gosh. Is it the idiot Gary Sanchez? Uh, that's some editorializing on your part. I won't use that <laughs> adjective, but you are correct. Gary Sanchez even if you hit 147, that wow. does not preclude you from hitting bombs. And I know. Sanchez had exactly 10 home runs, just like Kyle Schwarber. Because you hit 188 does not mean you can't hit uh, 10 or so, 11 home runs. Or Yoshi Sutsu, or Mike Zanina, that, or Hunter Renfro. You're right. That's my bad, though. I shouldn't have used that adjective. I'm sorry to Gary and all his fans. So I'm, I am sorry. Uh, the, the underachieving Gary Sanchez is what I meant to say. Yes, the, um, the overvalued Gary Sanchez is what I meant to say. The only people know his name because he plays for the New York Yankees is what I meant to say. Gary Passball Sanchez. That's his new nickname is Passball PB. Num- number five hole. That's how he's pretty much. To yeah. Parts. Uh, as Blake Snell once said, he's got a cannon, but couldn't block a beach ball. <laughs> and that's pretty accurate. And apparently can't hit sliders anymore. So that has been a bugaboo for Sanchez there. Um, so that is the trivia question I have. And then, you know, something that I think would be fun going forward is uh, a little game to end the show. Yeah. Uh, that we might have to come up with a better title. This is a working title here, but name that war, guess that war where you and I if we have a guest listener on the program, we throw out the name of a random player, uh, yeah. ideally retired, and try to guess that guy's career war. So today, Ulysses, it's only fair because I am uh, providing trivia to you. 
I'm going to give you the name of a player and you've got to guess their career war. You on board with okay. that? That's okay. cool. Are we using baseball reference or fan graphs? Because I have uh, both yes. completely downloaded into my brain. Okay. Baseball reference. Okay. We're going to use baseball reference. And so get those, get those synapses firing. Okay. Use that, use that statistical model. The Rays have come up with use that uh, query and algorithm. Didn't we, didn't we have statistics class together in college? I think. Yeah. So. What was his name? Uh, Dr. Dinklefinger. Dinkle, Dinklefinger or. Well, that was one guy, but. Uh, Diddly something. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I thought it started with an S. I want. I still want to say Terry Sinise Sinchich, Sinchach, and maybe USF. Like that's who Sinkleberry? I have. Sinkleberry? I don't know. I don't Is know it? about a Sinkleberry. That that might have been. We might have had a different professor for maybe <laughs> stats class. Yeah, mine was. It's so weird. I remember that Terry Sinchich. I think. yeah, I think. And so. he put all his lectures up online, so you didn't awesome. have to go to class. You could just watch it on yep. demand, which was legendary, and you could watch it as many times as you needed to take in the information i ended up getting an a in the class so raise if you want to hire me and offer me a job i would be willing <laughs> to listen what's funny yes. about that the, the reason i remember that name on recall so quickly not to go on a diatribe here but i ended up meeting his wife at an event years later randomly oh wow uh, because and i had like a usf pullover on or something and she was like oh did you go to usf and i said Yes, and what did you major in? I said economics, and she said, "Oh, did you, you must have had uh, Terry Sinchich as a professor?" And I was like, "I do remember having him as a professor. wow." And then the story, small world. Even yeah. though Tampa Bay has some two plus million people, times uh, you run <laughs> into awesome. familiar faces and everything. Okay. I'm telling you, then we had two stats classes. But okay, enough of this. Enough of USF yes. rememberings. Okay. Uh, the the USF class remembrance podcast <laughs> dropping next week, where we talk about. Oh, that'd be fun! Actually, talking about our former. Actually, yeah, that would be cool. We've had some. We've had some. Some odd. We've balls, had stories, people. We have stories. Yeah. yeah. You will come across a weird professor in college. Just saying. Uh, probably more than one. Um, okay. This random player I'm going to give to you. Having the having the, uh, the computer download a name for me. Here it is. Dan Ugla. Ooh, good name from the past. Okay. Second baseman, big old forearms. Probably, yes. uh, I don't want to speculate, but, uh, you know, he... You got those forearms easy. and that chest one way or the other. Okay. Easy. Easy, Kev. Yeah. I already made a mistake today with Gary. Let's, make, I did let's not keep say it to anything. one mistake an episode. I just say he's got big forearms. He's a big guy. He's got a big <laughs> head. He does. Second baseman. Okay. Yeah. What, what do you think his career war was? Well, okay. First of all, Dan Ugla was good for about three seasons, I think, and like all-star level. So I'm thinking... He had to have three war seasons in those, three to four. So let's get that to 10. He probably had like a five more seasons. So that's probably like war each, maybe. So then you have 10 plus five, that's 15. I'm going to go with he has a 13.5 war. You're pretty close. And this should be the thing is like, can you get within five war or not? Uh, Dan Ugla 
had an 18.2 war, according to Damn baseball it. reference. So you were, your thinking them. was right online. I think you, you may have sold him just a tad short because yeah. he had really, I mean, five, six really good seasons. It, it, there's a reason the Braves gave him a, a four year or actually a five year, 60 plus million dollar contract where he just that when I talk about Kyle Schwarber and like imploding, that's the type of guy power only declining. And you just, I mean, those last couple years, uh, Dan Ugla was stealing for the Atlanta Braves, but while with the Marlins, he, he put together some really, really good seasons, three time all-star silver slugger. And between his time with the Marlins and I, maybe that first and or second year with the Braves, um, he was, I believe, the the first and only second baseman to have five consecutive 30-plus home run seasons. One of the Look few to Look be able to do that. Also, he has a, a bad mark of uh, he had the lowest season batting average for a player qualifying for the batting title. Woof. Had only 80 hits and 448 at-bats in, I think, 2013. That record was broken by Chris Davis who had 79 hits and 470 at bat. So it was, it was quite a steep decline there for Dan Ugla. Well, but he was fun to watch though for when it was him and Hanley Ramirez. I mean, yes. I watched a lot of Marlins games yeah, around that here. time. Yeah. And it, it was, also he, was a, he was thrilling to watch, especially, you know, the physique, the physique guy, you, you're like, Whoa, it doesn't really yeah. look like a, first of all, a second uh, uh, baseball player, but definitely not a second baseman. You know, he looks like more of a uh, linebacker. If anything, <laughs> football player, right. yeah. if anything. And a um, couple other reasons I picked him was uh, Louisville native. So I had, oh, to, I had to throw that, that out there. Indiana Bumps. Um, he is also the first player in baseball history to be selected for the all-star game in the same season in which he had been a rule five pick. So rule five wow. picks can become something. I'm just saying, Rays, there are catchers out there, several catchers who are rule five eligible. Maybe that's why they cleared a spot on the 40 man and dropping Edgar hot. Garcia. Just saying something to <sighs> think about. Let's do something with a catching man. I'm, it's tiring. I know it's only December, but let's get a wonder Franco. Let's make him a catcher. Let's I don't play. mind. I don't mind. Make him a, make him a catcher, sign him up for the next 10 years. Done. Let's do this. I'm Look, ready. There's a guy that could transition name a position athletic play it. Wander Come Franco on. could do it. Yeah. yeah. This is a great game, by the way. The name the war. I love this. We should yeah. institute it um, a little bit more often. Maybe Fridays are it's just I too think much Friday, heavy fun. Too much heavy I fun. Know. We got to spread the fun a little bit. Or just just slip it in once a week. Something like that. We can, we can kind of be creative with it, too. Okay. So there we go. There's our first official name that war player, Dan Ugla. He's in the books. Uh, there's... <laughs> Literally, and and the good thing about this segment is it can go on in perpetuity because there are a lot of retired baseball players in right. names. They're like, okay, they had a couple good seasons. What do you think they're worth? Do you remember Elliot than, Johnson? Uh, <laughs> Elliot Johnson, uh, 5.4 war. I'm just going to guess that right now. 5.4 war, wow. Okay. Let's see. Do a quick Google search here before we end the show. Come on. Right, let's go. Where are we at with what'd Elliot you Johnson? What'd you say? What'd you say? 5.4 war. You, why do you love Elliot Johnson so much? Uh, was he like two? That's closer. Less than two. <laughs> 1.6. Replacement level. Yep. Replacement level. 
He uh, provided a lot of value in uh, sliding into Yankees catchers and instigating fights and things like that. We'll take that. Very we'll take good. That. Okay. As a reminder, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your, uh, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.